0: Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. It it was with a wide open it's over. Just conversing about the world of professional
1: wrestling. Oh my God! Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, uh, here we go. Or other
0: pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period
1: starts right now.
0: burn time folks episode 20 20 high stick super kicks podcast with your pals robbie and dave yeah I'm, you know, trying out new names and stuff you know trying to eliminate the fact that you know our favorite team is a bunch of losers
1: is it worth staying up tonight and it's Thursday. It's
0: Absolutely not. No. West. Co- I'm, I'm totally... I, you know what? I'm a healthy scratch for West Coast games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember the days when I used to play men's league hockey. And there would be like a 1035 game. And everyone's like, oh, West Coast game tonight. Yeah, Dude, that, no. Know those games are horrible. You, you, you're playing the game. It's fucking freezing. You're leaving. Everybody in your house is going to sleep. Right, and, right. And then you get out of the game. And it's like midnight. Ugh. You stand in the parking lot to have a beer or whatever, take the edge off, and the next thing you know, by the time you like roll into bed, it's fucking one o'clock in the morning and then you gotta wake up. And your alarm's
0: going off in a few hours because you gotta go back to work. Oh, the fucking baby's crying. Oh, man. High Sticks Super Cakes podcast, your home for the perfect blend of wrestling and hockey.
1: Brought to you by your pals, Robin Dave.
0: Episode 20, the Quarter Pounder Seasoning,
1: as you put it. Yeah, I thought a quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah,
0: yeah. We could have brought in the whole McDonald's theme. I could but, have you.
1: waited five more episodes, and then it would have been like a double entendre. Right, yeah. A, a what? A double mm-hmm. cheeseburger? What? A it double Royale Roy with cheese? quarter pounder, <sighs> because it was a quarter of the... But then it wouldn't have been the quarter of the season.
0: Are you, of, you doing like common core math to describe how we right. decide to label these things,
1: or...? <laughs> I couldn't do <laughs> high school math now. Uh <sighs> Do you want to get into this? I don't know do, to you just
0: want to, do you just want to just totally scrap the whole devil's talk because we're just going to get depressed? I think I sent
1: the greatest text to you on Monday. What's more depressing, watching the <laughs> devils play or raw?
0: Yeah, so let's see. Since we last spoke, folks, or since you last listened, we played Washington, Winnipeg, Tampa. And tonight, as we are recording this, we are playing the Kings on the West Coast.
1: All of those games are teams you're supposed to lose to. Okay? Washington's a Stanley Cup champion. hmm I don't even remember what the score was. I think it was like 5-2. And that was the big news of uh, Wilson laying out... Uh, Senny, right? Not getting suspended for it. Eh. Um, Wait, but but that, I- that game, like, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't. Like, you're supposed to be amped up for those games. Mm-hmm. And we just... Come out flat. Um,
0: so that's a loss there. We played Winnipeg. We went to overtime. That was a cock tease. Mm-hmm.
1: That, and I don't want to. I don't like putting blame on one person. But. <laughs> but. There's there's two of them there. That's Nico well, and Hall. Okay. Is, is it a point now with this
0: this slump and frustration as a team that they are now. The proverbial holding the sticks too tight yeah. to do every thing. They want to play sixty minutes, all four lines, but, on Facebook Bugs Bunny on second Bugs Bunny on third Bugs Bunny, a whole yeah, line it's, only it's through
1: that, and it's just they're second guessing their decision making. It's an instant where Hall would shoot and then he passes. Well, last year he was taking that shot, or Palmieri is getting that one timer. And now he's trying to slide it back to haul across on the power play, and it's not there. You know, you got to go back to basics. You just have to go back to basics. Where and, and shoot the puck, crash the net. You know, assists come off of rebounds too.
0: But uh, from at least the way I think, if you're if, if you're starting to talk to going back to basics, isn't that closer to one foot out the door with regards to making moves from behind the bench? Because, I mean, in general, okay, you know, we whipped Washington 6 nothing the first week of the season. Whoop-de-doo.
1: Against their backup goalie.
0: Um, Winnipeg is a very strong team. We lost to them in overtime, which is a running theme. We could have lost to a bunch of dead people. As soon as you get to overtime, we'll lose anyway. Um, Tampa, we get smoked. I guess you're supposed to get smoked by Tampa, or at least we do every time we play them. Yes. <laughs> um and we get the Kings tonight. Out of those four games, you're supposed to beat the Kings at this point because they are—they're like a wounded animal. They're—they're.
1: They're... I would say if we lose to the Kings tonight, something happens. I—I'd go two steps
0: forward. I go if we go zero and three on this road trip, so, like the Mets did when they fired Willie Randolph. They lost on the West Coast. They fired his ass on the West Coast, and he had to take his own plane back. <laughs> I think that. I don't. Maybe not sure the same way. That. I don't think so, I right? think Well, I mean, they'll all come back, and then there'll be a pink slip waiting on
1: Heinz's desk. Or they just fire him after tonight's game. When did they play again? What, tomorrow? Uh, I don't Saturday? know. I check the, check the schedule. but um, I think it's better. If you're going to do that, don't string it along. Well, for the three games? Yeah. Fire him tonight. If he's going to, like, look. Sunday's need, the next game at Anaheim. Right. We need something that gives you a day to get a coach on Friday. It gives you Saturday to practice with said coach. And then Sunday, you have the morning skate and then the game.
0: But then with that going, right, so that that ball is rolling already. Like Shiro has to have had reached out to folks outside of the organization, like a Quinville, I'm just saying, or or, um, anybody and say, hey, be on the lookout because if we're in a slump, I'm going to call you. Right, because you can't just like I you can't lose tonight, and then him be on the phone with Quinton saying, "Hey, you want the devil's job? I'll give you you know six years and six mil a year." You know, I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm just
1: saying, you have when to. have your some. Coach is making more money than ninety percent of your roster.
0: Well, I mean, at this point, it's if you lose, if if we get whipped tonight, then I think, you know, who he puts in his coach? He's sitting right there as an assistant. He coached Binghamton last year, Kowalski. Yep, because that's the only person you can fit in that spot, unless for some some stupid reason, you know, Elaine Vigneault, Quinville, anybody, Stevens. For some stupid reason, they're having a family vacation out on the West Coast this weekend.
1: Yeah, I don't just, know. <laughs> uh, you know who I would have. What thought they would have went after? I I thought they would have went after uh, Dan Blasma.
0: They could, right? Because he's just an assistant, right? With uh, whoever they he's with.
1: Have to ask permission, and yeah.
0: Then... So again, these things need to be in motion already, because you just can't do it as a at a, at a moment's notice, and, well, unless it's one of those where they say, "Hey, Kowalski, you're gonna you're gonna finish out the trip when you guys get back. We'll look into it."
1: Or they just do. We're losing three nothing in the first period, and oh, then he's making phone yeah, calls. He yeah, picks up the phone and goes, "Hey, look, you know, can we have permission <laughs> to talk to so and so?" Wait, I—I I, I, part of me wants to see. Now I'm gonna stay up because it must be TV. If we start losing, <laughs> nothing. And I, they show Shiro up in the box. Oh my On his and phone. You just see him on the phone and be like, "Oh, I wonder who which coach he's calling."
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he looks up at the TVs and you see he's on TV and he slowly starts turning away and turns his <laughs> back to the
1: camera. No, you don't want to do that. You might see who he's talking to. But I saw that uh, one of the Twitter groups that the devil's a pitchforks one or whatever. okay the guy like typed up a a note to Ray Shiro and mailed it <laughs> saying like you know <laughs> none of the players have talked about the state of the team since the first month of the season you haven't commented on he hasn't commented period on the state of our team can you please let the die hard fans know because you have to know that they're not happy right now <laughs> If, if, what's he gonna do what's you, i know, he I know you can't be like we suck uh, yeah you to make some trades no because then he's in no position yeah. of power you,
0: you lose you lose all of that yeah and again you you if you do that publicly you know what happens you really lose the team yeah you're gonna get back and agents are gonna be calling you say hey uh my uh you know palmary's agent hey um you yeah, trade me uh, taylor hall hey listen i'm not resigning with you <laughs>
1: He got benched, though. He got benched against Tampa. He,
0: he did, but his response to that was, "When you when you suck, you get benched. It happens, unless that's Taylor Hall being Taylor Hall, or simply towing the line." Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
1: Cause I, he, I was he, gonna say, like, he he keeps making. Last year, he was making blind passes, and they found our team. You know. Right puck luck. Puck luck. This year. Every time he makes a blind pass or he comes down the boards and hits the brakes, looks for the trailing day, like everybody knows what he's going to do right. and they're picking it off and everybody, it's two on ones, three on twos against us. We end
0: up going that, "woe was me route? We're like, Oh, you know, another turnover. Woe was me? Oh, they scored another goal on us. Woe was me? And you just, you just get instantly deflated. What was the other game? Was and it- he doesn't
1: backjack. He doesn't come back hard. You know, like he doesn't. He's starting to turn into that kobe like before Lemare got in his ear. Like, if, if I were the next coach, I'd be like Taylor Hall. Great to meet you, MVP last year. Yeah. Don't don't, don't sit there and, and think that what you did last year is going to give you um, a free pass to do whatever you, the fuck you want this year. I
0: I don't think that's the case. I think it's just one of those where, where like the team saw how they played last season and now they're just simply expecting that to happen again because they're almost in the yeah. same same rut
1: three months earlier. They're playing 75%, and that's just a made-up number, but they're playing like 75% of the way that they played last year. Meaning like they're not winning all those battles that they won last year. They're not... Crashing the net like they did—they're not um, back-checking. That's the big thing that I noticed. They're not coming back, All right. and then they can't make that behind the net ten-foot pass for a breakout. And then when they do, they try a home run pass across the ice, and it just keeps getting picked off. You just
0: simply put—you just keep your stick on the ice, and you'll pick off a pass from it. Yeah, you don't even need to be looking. If, you just keep it down, and it'll.
1: If I if I were coaching against the Devils. I would our forecheck would be a two-three. You send two guys after the puck, and you have the defenseman, the third forward, and I wouldn't even pinch. I would just let them come out, and then when they start coming out, they're gonna try to like like Wood is gonna try to make that ninety foot cross size pass. Mm-hmm. Just stand right in the middle. You're gonna pick that off every time, every time. So it's
0: it's it's, it's a it's it's a rough go right now, and but, it seems as though we keep saying this, and, and even even before we started throwing out the term rebuild it, it's been a tough go it, it's the culture and personality of our team is that, is that one a double w-
1: entendre with your intro music yes yeah.
0: <sighs> look at my eyes <laughs> tell me what you see <laughs> um it, it's just one loss is okay right? because we fought hard whatever whatever Tow the company line uh two losses eh, you know breaks Those fall that way. Teams, eh? Yeah. Third your third loss is, oh, well, I mean, we need to kind of get back to our game. We, we slipped a little. Fourth loss is oh,
1: yeah. And you just see it when we give up a goal whether we're winning heads down. 2-1, you just see the shoulders Yeah. S- sink in. It's tough. It's so tough. It's tough to watch, but on the other side, I mean, if we're going to tank, this is the year to tank to get Jack Hughes, which would be great because then you look at your two centers are both going to be under 20 and you sign them long term Nico and Jack Hughes you sign them long term there's there's two corners of your franchise the problem is it doesn't help us on defense and you're not going to pass up Jack Hughes you're not you're not going to pass up. A guy you that just they've been talking about for three years is going to be in the you, fo- you,
0: so you focus on one of your seven. All right, fine. We tank, we get the number one pick again. Whatever. You get Hughes, and then rounds two through seven. D, 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 yeah, D, we D, We did
1: that, we did that, <laughs> and when now we, we have took all the kids Merrill, and we took Severson, and we took Jelena, and we took who was the other one. But do you still give enough credit to Conti?
0: I mean. Most of his picks were crap.
1: At the end. Because you,
0: you look at our... I mean, the the one thing that I, I see Devils group fans on, on social media is that, oh, our team sucks. We have nothing. Ray didn't do anything. And my instant response is, if you realize, Ray needs to flush the Lou era out of our organization because all you have throughout Binghamton, through the EHC, everything, you have... Fourth liners playing first line minutes. You have to flush the organization of those right. and redraft
1: those, and that takes about three years. So, you, right now, you have to look at the Zaka draft. That was, that As was Conti's last one. Right, but that was Shiro, Shiro, Shiro was, was there draft. too. Right. So, I mean, Shiro's first draft. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but it, I think at this point, we you have need, Young D coming.
0: Yes. It it's just not <laughs> Yeah. It's not, not coming uh, fast uh,
1: enough. Uh, uh,
0: uh. And and that's the honest truth. A uh, uh, Ty Smith, the kid from Harvard, the I, Yeah,
1: the kid uh, from the Northeastern. Right? The
0: people that Walls he drafted that. are all Captains or alternates of their team, which is good in my opinion because it shows it's i mean you can't Maturity in leadership you can't simply just like you were saying the, with with the with the captain of the former high school team that you coached it's just oh you know he's been here the longest, and, you know, here's your captain you don't do that no you 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 give it to the people who meet who need and mean to have it, so we have those coming it's just not next year is not the year that everybody's going to be flushed into a lineup, and we're going to be, hey, we're going for a cup this year no.
1: We're, I mean, we're
0: we're two lines and one or two defensemen, and I and and two. Well, no, we're
1: not even one or two defensemen. We don't have a one or two defensemen. We have a very good three defensemen in Vatanen and a number four five in Severson, but that's it.
0: And we and we barely have two lines. I'll give the second line credit because Johansson Zaka. And now Brat back in the lineup. There's something there. It's just you can't expect it to go, you know, snap of the fingers. Okay, you're going to start scoring goals. So we kind of have two
1: lines going. And and we do have a good good defensive third line with Zajac, Coleman. And Wood. And I wouldn't even put – fuck Wood. And uh, Nason. Okay. That's a good third line. And then your fourth line, Wood, Sene, which I don't know why he's up here. And Boyle. And Boyle. That's I, I I tell you what I trade Boyle. He's I know the whole, whole Yeah, you know, no, no, it's it's Hockey it's, Fights Cancer. That was last month. But
0: look at your team. What can you get for your team now? Right. Somebody Who needs somebody a needs fourth a line center. somebody needs locker room presence for their young kids and we'll get a draft pick back. That just gives us another right. another bullet to put in the gun.
1: A fourth round draft
0: pick or a conditional Sure. I, and I wouldn't mind that because like, I think you mentioned it pre- and we mentioned it in previous shows that you put Boyle in the lineup, we're slower. We are. You Aren't take absolutely. him out of the lineup, we're faster. That, that's, and it's not a knock on Boyle, it's just that's
1: how we play. And he's taking a spot of someone that could be getting NHL. I mean, granted, McLeod or Quinville. And
0: that was a wasted call-up. Yeah, One uh, game and he got a sent down, that's nothing.
1: That that's. They could be getting those minutes where they're around professionals yes. every day. You're still learning. They might not be learning as much as they would be if they were on the ice, meaning like they're not going to be playing the 12 to 15 right. minutes, but they're getting the professional experience. Right.
0: If, you, if you're a first-line player, you're getting your 12 minutes and you're getting a hell of a lot of experience. If you're on the fourth line, you're, just, you're getting more than your cup of coffee. You're just learning structure, and you're learning what it takes to be in that league, and and what you have to do better at to to face a guy. You, you if you're going down the ice and you see freaking Chara, just standing there.
1: Yeah. If you're if, in if awe. yeah. But you're gonna learn when he fucking knocks. The when team he knocks in. you on your ass, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then that next shift is like okay, that's not. That's
1: that's the way I would picture the team. You take somebody like McLeod, put him in. You take somebody like Quinville, mm-hmm. yes. They're not going to flourish for what they were drafted as. Scorers, playmakers, on the fourth line. But you know what you're teaching them? How to play the game. Just how to play the style. Defensive zone. Yeah. How to be a defensive player. Because now, when it's time to move you up McLeod to Zaka's position because he's hurt or whatever, now you've got a solid core defensive mind of what it takes to play... Defensive center in the NHL. Now you just right put that offensive flair that you that you have.
0: <laughs> yeah, we
1: can wrap it up, but it's like
0: it's tough at this point. Um, Dan Rice on uh, on, on Twitter um, mentioned that if the Devils, as of today, the Devils started two points away from last place in the league, eight points out of a final wild card spot, and six points out of the final division playoff spot.
1: I mean it's not bad. All it takes is to go on a good run. A good five yeah. game run. Yeah. And you're, and you're back,
0: back you're back in the thick of it, but
1: it, it, we're just lucky that no one in our division other
0: than hasn't the, has the same five game streak.
1: Or no, that nobody in our division, we're lucky that nobody except for Toronto and Tampa and Washington and now Buffalo. Jesus, I was fucking wrong on that one. Um I think we all were. <laughs> that there those are the only four teams that are really Grabbing the ball and running with it, right? Where everybody else, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Flyers, the Hurricanes, everybody else is Montreal, everybody else is kind of just floating, mm-hmm. trying to keep their head above water.
0: When, when uh, ESPN puts out like a top I don't know, 10 list or whatever of teams and streaks and all that kind of stuff, for like two weeks in a row, I saw the Islanders and Rangers going up and yeah. drop, you know, jumping into almost a top five. And then the last two weeks, Rangers dropped out of a top ten, and the Islanders are barely at ten because they're on the downwind. Like that's—it's a perfect example of we what need you're talking to play about. It with the mausoleum. More. They, yeah. <coughs> that was a sellout, wasn't it? Thank yeah, God. it's
1: real tough to sell out thirteen thousand seats. Colleges sell out that. Okay. Not mine.
0: Per- per- Perhaps you should get in contact with Ray and say, "Hey." hey. <laughs>
1: probably in a smaller building.
0: So yeah, so I think, in in my personal opinion, it's going to take more than an oh and. It, if we get our asses whipped tonight by 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 the kings i think the ball gets set in motion if we go zero and three on this road trip heinz is not the coach at the end of the at, the at the end of that trip he comes home ray gives the finger like come here bring your coaches with you you're done yeah
1: the only one i don't see going
0: kowalski and uh and Greer, and Greer yeah and probably the goalie coach i mean
1: what, what do they really do well, apparently they're not doing anything. because well, Corey it. can't stop a goddamn beach ball right now. And well, when KK he plays it every week and a half, <laughs> <laughs> I'll come in and mop up for us. Fucking jizz mopper.
0: <laughs> on to hockey news, which is a quiet list this week. Man, there wasn't too much like news going on. Um, there were rumors initially that the Flyers wanted to hire a potentially Danny Briere, a Chris Pronger, or a Dean Lombardi, which is a smarter choice. Uh, as their GM spot, according to a, a hockey night in Canada panel, um, in the end, a, a a familiar face at least for two months for the Devils, um, Chuck Fletcher, former Minnesota Wild GM, gets hired. And a lot yeah, of
1: Danny Briere is a GM of some Quebec major junior team. Um, Chris Pronger, who's working for the NHL, probably yeah, I think so. At some point, and Dean Lombardi's been out of a job since what? Since the, he got axed by, uh, by the, the Kings a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, I don't mind Chuck Fletcher going to the Flyers. The, the question is, once he gets there. What, what do you do? What is he going to do? Like, are Look, you going to fire the coach? Are you going to trade someone like Wayne Simmons, who is a UFA, for goaltending help? And it's and it
0: and not necessarily a joke coming from me, but I told you I go, Okay. You have Fletcher work for the Devils for a little bit so he knows the players. Um perhaps Ray goes, Hey, what do you want for Corey Schneider? What, what can get, can you know? I mean fresh face, you have the chance to beat the Devils every time, so he gives them a little bit more of this. I don't know um we try to go to hit a hit a fucking home run and go hey give us one of your top two best defensemen but yeah, you know not that's not going to happen them. um but yeah i mean there were you know stuffs floating out now that's saying hey you know if he's going to trade for a goaltender he's going to you know put um you yeah, know goshi's spear wanna... out there to, as, as <laughs> well, a dangle if you, i
1: mean if if Galt's spear was out there if the ghost was out there he's not exactly what we need because we need someone that can play defense and he's not really a defensive defenseman um if we gave up Corey, how confident do you feel going into the rest of this season with Kincaid and Lack? We did it last year.
0: Yeah. There, there, there's something going on. I, I always think this way. There's always something going on in a locker room that causes a team to go into this kind of tailspin, or like all of a sudden the lights lights went out. And what is it? I don't know.
1: I think it's Hall. I'm not saying trade him. But I think he needs to be put in his place.
0: And if Heinz gets the axe, um,
1: Maybe that happens. I don't know. I just but, think if he starts making mistakes, Heinz has got to be like, "You're benched. Wait, sit down. You're not. You're not. Go sit next to fucking Corey. You're not playing the rest of this period."
0: Like he did last game.
1: Right. Just sit down.
0: Um, so we move on to the next one. <sighs> I think all all of our. We're, we're now all. Um, what's the guy's name? What's his first name? I forget. Tom? Tom? No, no, Reeves. Ryan. Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves. I think he. I think we are all now Ryan Reeves fans. Why? Because he gave Tom Wilson the Tom Wilson treatment. Yep. Tom Wilson is out for I guess the, whatever their next game is for concussion symptoms. And to be honest with you, I looked at the hit that he put on our our, our guy, similar. and the one that Reeves gave Wilson. It was very similar. He didn't sh- throw out his elbow. Whatever. He just he lifted.
1: Caught him in the head. And you know what? Reeves got thrown out of the game. Yep. Okay. But Reeves came out and said, you know, I was targeting him the whole game. Like, he wanted Shh. to go after him, which is fine. But I'm now. That, but he, I'm looking it up because Ryan Reeves did have a great quote about this. Target, oh, that's what their coach said. Reeves targeted him the whole game. You can hear it, blah, blah, blah. Safety, Reeves, da, da, da. If it's
0: something like that comes out, don't you actually have to like really get into it and go, okay, this is like serious shit now, you know, and you have to sit him down and and threaten him with a suspension because he's, it's put out there now that you intentionally did this? Like,
1: Well, that's uh, what their coaches say. Right, right. So, I mean, Of course he's going to back. Reeves made some sort of comment like, you know, I'm the biggest lion in the jungle now. Which adds to that. Now, I'll tell you right now. The yes. next time Vegas, Vegas plays, plays the Caps. Plays the caps. There which you I go. don't think they do for the rest of the season. Maybe in the playoffs. <laughs> but that is what you need. like, right. fuck it. What are you going to say to him? Oh, you can't say that. The guy's six fucking six and like 300 pounds. Mm.
0: Um, speaking of um, albatrosses, 600-pound uh, albatrosses. <laughs> Uh, the burden of, of fourth-line minutes apparently was too much for um, Ilya Kovalchuk. He's now out four weeks after ankle surgery.
1: I'll tell you what I think this is. I think this is made up. I'd okay. like to see his ankle.
0: Can 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 they get in trouble for that? Well, I mean, Lou Lamarillo didn't get in any trouble for, for
1: yeah, masking for masking any, his
0: yeah. concussion <laughs> um, as an earache.
1: Maybe Kofi came back from Russia a little heavy. And after the adrenaline of the first month of the season and being back in the NHL, their coach was like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah,
1: nope, you're not in shape. we here's what we're gonna do." So here's your four week con- conditioning stint to get your ass in shape. Go where you have to go. Go hide in like fucking Mississippi, run laps on the bayou, whatever you gotta do, <laughs> where you're not gonna be seen. You better get your shit together because in four weeks you'll be back.
0: Because that was pretty quick after Stevens got canned. You know you know, Dijon, Dijon Mustard comes in, and, and all of a sudden he's playing fourth line minutes, and boom, he's having <clears throat> surgery. <Yep>.
1: That's. <sighs> it's, I'll tell you what, it's a ballsy move. Like, think about it, when Covey was on us and McLean benched him for a game because he was, like, late to a meeting or didn't come yeah. to a meeting. And then a week later, McLean was fired. Well. Doesn't seem like the LA Kings, who are great at hiding things, because they had Mike Richards' coke problem for years. Um, <laughs> but maybe they're just hiding the fact that Kobe is a little chunky. A little tubby. With the fact that he's 30-fucking-5 now in a league where <laughs> yeah, being yeah. 35 is way too old.
0: You think the, you think the Kings are uh, regretting their three-year deal with this man? Yeah.
1: And it sucks because if they buy him out, it still counts against their cap. Really? Yep, yeah, because he's 35. Oh, it's got to be older than 35. Oh, that's right. 35 and older 35 is 35 and older. It s- stays on your cap.
0: Six years at however much money he's got left at
1: half the value. Yeah. <sighs> Double team. And they're not fair. a team that. that yeah, I can space, <laughs> no, so. they're
0: not. And we'll find the finish up the hockey news with welcoming Seattle in 2020. Um, as a new team in the NHL, they'll be in the West and they'll move Arizona to the Central.
1: That sucks for Arizona. <laughs>
0: Arizona's like the redheaded stepchild of this league. They're it's... probably not
1: going to be in Arizona much longer anyway, but <coughs> well, it some... sucks for them because they go from a division where, if you think about it, the Kings are on a rebuild. Mm-hmm. You can beat them, yep. Edmonton's shitty. can always beat them. Calgary's, no. you shitty. Can come and go. Yeah. Calgary put up nine the other night. <laughs> um... <laughs> That was a great text by you. That was just out of the blue. Wait, what did you say? I said, Calgary, Columbus is 9-6, and it's there's still time left in the game. <laughs> and you thought our defense was bad. And you know what fucking Tortorella's doing today? What? skates. Like Ro- he left Bob Roski in the net for eight of those nine goals. And guess who's starting tonight? The backup? Bob Roski. Oh, wow. He goes right back with him. And I thought everyone was talking about during that game because I don't know why I was watching it probably because like raw or something was fucking ridiculously bad. Um, the commentators were like, well, uh, you know, even though it's the second period, we can't really wait for this press conference. after the game <laughs> from Tortorella. And I watched it just for the press conference and Tortorella comes out and he's like,
0: what are you going to do? Like, really? what are we
1: going to do? We're going to be here tomorrow. You know, I, I can't run and hide. I told the guys they can't hide their faces in a game like this. Get out in front of it. Answer any questions that you need. He goes and
0: play the next game. We
1: were bad, and we'll see you the next game. That's all he said. And the anti Tortorella. Yeah. Well, wow. um, he still did it with the snarl. With the, with a did. snarl. Maybe we need some snarl like that. Anyway. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Hines is like pussyfooting, no pun well, intended, around it. No. Uh, he, he, he comes out. He, you he's, could see yeah. <laughs> him just like...
0: Yeah, because you can see where he shaved his head. It gets It's white, yeah, it gets and the rest the of his head. face is like devil red.
1: <clears throat> what do you think Seattle's colors are going to be? Do you think they're going to go Seahawk colors, or do you think they're going to go supersonic colors?
0: They're probably going to go supersonic colors.
1: Green and yellow?
0: Yeah, like, like, at least... Some kind of knockoff of like the uh, Dallas Stars ish kind of thing. Please
1: don't make your your away jersey yellow. Please. No, I
0: don't think so. That's you know what that's going to be. That's going to be for like the Heritage Game or whatever that they're going to oh, yeah. put out there with Vancouver. Yeah,
1: that's. But at least that's our That will become a rival. Yes.
0: From any other sport, you have it, it's another thing. I don't. You know what? And and people are saying, oh, name them the Kraken. And then somebody put a tweet out that says, every other fan and every other NHL fan name Seattle the Kraken. Seattle fans, that's too bushly. That's minor leagues.
1: Meanwhile, <laughs> one of the, the ones that's like in the lead is the totems. The <laughs> totems. Oh, and I'm telling you, there's nothing more fearful than a fucking wooden pole. Well,
0: hey, depends who she is.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll <laughs> but where that pole's going? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What would you name them? I yeah. think, I think Krakens. The other one was like the Emeralds, because it's like the Emeralds. Okay. That's uh, fucking, uh, who is scared of a gem? <laughs> Here comes have, the have fierce you, gems. Have you,
0: have you seen the Wizard of Oz? I have. It, it's okay, when, when. Emerald City. Of course. But when, when what's his name is behind that curtain? That motherfucker looks scary as Unless hell. they're
1: talking about the Emerald City from Oz. <laughs> And I'm not Unless they're talking the about movies? Oz. Uh, the HBO show Oz. <laughs> just a bunch of shower rapes on the jersey.
0: <laughs> Speaking of totem bowls. <laughs> uh,
1: <yeah. clears throat> just a big, on the jersey, just Adam Beezy <laughs> with his fucking wool hat slightly tucked off on the side. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go get HBO Demand and watch uh, Oz. Oz is the show that started HBO being HBO. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I don't I'd like them to go like like the Thunderbirds would be all right you know something that's like would be a fierce looking jersey like the Kraken mm. are we talking about the Kraken from uh Clash of the Titans
0: probably or half the league is probably thinking of the booze <laughs> so you're gonna have a big like a whiskey whatever bottle on the front of the jersey. That would be an instant um advertising thing to
1: put on a jersey, right? Kraken? So there you go. But. Release the Kraken. I, I'm excited. Um it will be the last team that the NHL has. Expansion team. I'm sure you can't you can't get into the forties anywhere can't go near more that. Than this. You can't. Quebec will get a team, but, but it's because somebody's relocating. It'll yeah. be Arizona, it'll be Florida, it'll be not the Islanders, because they're getting a new building. You you think?
0: Shovel hasn't hit dirt yet. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm assuming that Lou wouldn't have signed on if... if. Anyway.
1: All right. Enough for yeah, the... Because NA- he wasn't the GM of the Devils for all those years in the fucking Meadowlands, <coughs> saying we need a new arena. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> what was the sign Terraria was holding? No to Nashville when we won the cup in 95. Hmm.
0: So you put up a couple good discussion pieces here. We like discussion pieces on this podcast. Why? Because it's not as dry as doing stats and and trades and, and, you know, dapper teams and all that shit. Your first question, would you rather be a great player on a shitty team, like a Connor McDavid on the Edmonton Oilers,
1: or an average player on a winning team? It's a good question. And I, I said, like, it would depend on how old I am. If I'm a young player like McDavid, I'm okay being the superstar racking up the points because you know what? The window of being a professional athlete and getting as much money as you can is so small.
0: You get one to two, maybe three contracts
1: to make your uh, well he'll get he'll get three two easy. he'll get two too long monster contracts that'll be So you said for the rest of his life years. Yeah. So if he's playing over 16 years, which, why the fuck would he? Because you're figuring he's making $12 million this eight-year contract, and he's going to make at least 10 to 12 the next one.
0: You're yeah. looking at $300 million as a – that's that's a good penny to have to live the rest of you your know, life and on. You
1: rack up as many stats as you can, mm-hmm. and then you're set up for the rest of your life because you don't know. Like, Let's say he's –
0: you hit the boards wrong. You break your ankle. You break your leg. You're done.
1: It's over. So, but if I was an older person, I'd want to be on a winning team. Like that's why you see the guys like Aginla and who were some of the other ones. John uh, Van B's book, I remember. Yeah, ta-
0: taking them. taking those one year deals <clears throat> with a with, with a, or, or or saying or saying getting traded. Um, uh, the guy from uh, Boston who got traded. God damn, to the Avalanche.
1: Oh Bork! Oh uh, Bork! Right, Bork. Guy. Jesus, that guy! I never saw him win the cup. I say that every time. Never saw that guy win the cup. When the final buzzer went off, right? I was at a high school graduation party of my friend. As soon as uh. I saw that buzzer go off, I felt. I walked right down the stairs into the yard. I sat next to the keg. Right. That's it. It was all over. I said, "My buddy's like, oh, don't you want to watch?" Uh, Chris, he was like, "Don't you want to watch the, the the cup go on?" So it's like. Nope, nope, nope. I'm good. Can I can I ask why? Why? Because the devil's lost. <laughs> that's why? We would have. That would have been. We would have been a fucking dynasty. That would have been what four cups in eight years?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's nine. No but old. like,
1: if I was an older player, you know. <clears throat> Or even even if I wasn't, if I was an average player on a winning team, like in a uh, an original six city like Toronto, the Rangers, Boston. That's
0: a good point. Original six with a with
1: a nostalgic kind of feel to something like that. Especially a team like Toronto that hasn't won the cup since the sixties, or uh, that's pretty much it because all the other yeah, like
0: if you're a free agent, why would you want to sign with Vancouver at this point?
1: Like unless you're getting big money.
0: See, I think for me personally, it would be I'd rather be that smaller fish on a bigger pond. I, I'd rather be a part of a cup-winning team, yeah. a a, a, a story. I would rather I wouldn't want to be an Ilya Kovalchuk winning three cups with the Devils. I would rather be a a like, with with a with a fourteen-year playoff run with multiple cup opportunities. Yeah. I, I'd rather I'd rather be that way.
1: Yeah, but I mean, them. you think about like if you if you would be, I'm trying to think of like a Zach Hyman right now in Toronto. Zach Hyman's never going to be a superstar. He's never going to be the guy that you go, man. We need players like fucking Zach Hyman in this team. Okay. You, want, you want to make a bursted Hyman joke? No, All no. Right. <coughs> But if Toronto were to win did the cup, yeah. that guy would would not ever be able to walk down a street in Toronto
0: is he like a, a like a
1: Toronto based cultural icon because no, of that but if anybody that is on the team wins the cup wins the cup and brings it back to Toronto oh it, yeah it, was... it doesn't matter who they are it doesn't matter what they do like there's no reason for me to remember the name Kevin Dean do you know who Kevin Dean is he won the cup in 95 on the mm, devils right
0: do, exactly. I remember, do I remember what position he played or any he what number he was?
1: Man. I believe he's 12? one of the assistant coaches, 28. I'm saying i saying
0: that. I'm about to remember the name.
1: Yep. But. There, and we had a whole bunch of those kind of
0: guys. Yeah. Um, Topic number two, if you were a general manager. This is a tough one.
1: Yeah, especially since <laughs> where we are. Oh, this is the Wilson Marshawn one. I thought it was the <sighs> next one. No.
0: How would you handle somebody like Brad Marshand or Tom Wilson on your team? <sighs> now now are you asking this with hindsight or are you asking this like in the moment? Because like Brad I, don't Mar- know. I
1: wrote this question like Brad March three weeks ago. <laughs> okay, but
0: so because well, in, in sense you got the two different people. In Brad Marchand, he didn't become this much of a dirty rat until like recent. No, he's always been a piece of shit. He's always the, been a piece of shit. The spotlight hasn't been on it like a Tom Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. So let's so let's put it this way. A couple of years ago, right, if Brad Marchand says, I want to be a New Jersey Devil, before all this shit with the you're biting. all See, I'm
1: the wrong guy. I'm the wrong guy to ask because I hated Claude Lemieux even when he was on the Devils. Mm-hmm. And, and Brad Marchand is probably as close to Claude Lemieux. In your mind? Claude Lemieux. As a Lemieux. player right. in the NHL today. Like, Claude scored a lot of goals. Like, people mm-hmm. think of just him scoring in the playoffs. He no, he's... Go, go and look at his hockey DB. Mm-hmm. He put up some numbers. But, like, if, if I'm the GM of Boston and we're not where we're supposed to be right now, the young players aren't going to the next level, they're dealing with injuries, Charo's hurt, is hurt. <clears throat> I need somebody that is not going to be a distraction. Right now. There's too many young guys in the lineup. This is not how we want to teach them Mm -hmm. to play the game. And you're becoming a distraction. Whether you're licking people or flopping or waving a white towel in the penalty box and getting thrown out. Like, you're not helping your team. Like The Caps will survive without Tom Wilson. How long can the Bruins survive without Bergeron, Chara, Marchand being suspended? Let's say he got suspended. McAvoy hurt. They're not going to be able to keep their heads above water too much longer. Like you
0: can't, you can't, you can't, you can't rely on Pasternak either. So,
1: yeah. And if but, you're going to keep, if this is the only way that you know how to play, and this goes for both Wilson and Marshawn, if this is the only way you know how to play, well, you're, you're squeezing yourself out of a job. You're not squeezing yourself out of a job, but you're you're making it easier for me to trade you. For things that I need. Because if this team is gonna suck, like Boston, like if look, we look at let's say by the time a trade deadline comes on and and Boston's hanging out with the Devils in the fucking basement. If I'm the GM, if I'm Cam Neely, I'm or Don Sweeney, I'm gonna turn around and go, What could we get from Mm -hmm. Marchant? We could easily get a first round pick.
0: Just, yeah, because of his because of skill set. And then you have to worry about what's going to affect your return based off of his hockey personality.
1: Maybe I trade him to L.A. For Kobe? No. Maybe. Maybe I trade him to L.A. and I, I'm going to have to take some money back. And I take somebody like Dustin Brown, who is a good pro, who was a captain with good leadership, that can teach the younger guys mm-hmm. the JFK, the, the, the DeBrusque, to how to be a pro, because you're you're, you're not learning it from Brad Marchand.
0: I and for me, I I'd, I'd sign neither of them. I and I know Marchand has that. You have that scoring. You have that skill. You have the. You have that grit. Okay. I'd prefer not to have a distraction on a team, like the whole Tom Wilson thing. I, I couldn't. I couldn't sit there at a press conference. And defend him. And defend him because I know he's a dirty son of a bitch. I couldn't do it. I would be one of those, What do you think about Tom Wilson? Tom Wilson's Tom Wilson. Next question. Like I, I'd be so.
1: You'd say something like Tom does what Tom does.
0: Yeah, every time. And then uh, that, th- so And then does I would this call
1: your lineup, and I would turn around and go, "I'm pretty sure we won the cup <laughs> with him suspended in the finals last year." So this team is a team. It's not. Washington Wilsons. And with that, you now cause a rift with one of your players,
0: who's not even a superstar, but now you have to deal with that.
1: Look, it's not... And if he came at me with an attitude or gave me a cold shoulder, I'd be like, dude, this isn't the first time we've had to talk to you and say, like, stop being a fuckhead. Okay. The next time you're gone, and I'll I'll take a couple of used pucks for you, because you know what? I just want to be rid of you with the fucking headache. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And my that statement right there goes for both uh, Marchand and, uh, and Wilson itself. So if I were the Devil's GM, I'd do neither. I'd trade them away as soon as possible. Speaking of trades, topic number three, when is the right time
1: to trade your players? Yeah, is it the best time to keep it when your head is barely above water and it's going to be a playoff push? Or is it better to just say, Fuck it, we're out.
0: Like the Rangers, like did. the Rangers did last year. I still cannot believe that, but that's besides. The you point know, out. like okay. So let's put it this way. Okay, so so let's let's do this scenario with our favorite team. Okay, we're late, we're in the same spot as the Rangers are, we're, the, were last year, right? We're we're just on the cusp of a playoff. Okay, we're now hitting Jan one, the end of January whatever. You can't do it. Then it's too early. You would have to do it. Okay, so we're in the same—all right, so let's just mimic it. The Rangers last year were this year, okay? Do you wave and go, all right, I'm trading Taylor Hall for more
1: assets? No, no,
0: no, no. Are you trading a Paul Murray for more assets? No.
1: I would look at
0: Wood. But what does Wood get you? Considering, yes, he he has a decent contract, which is not going to burden you. Second rounder. He'll get you a good second rounder. But his play on ice is just stinks on ice. Yeah, but
1: like, he's a second rounder who scored 20 goals last year. He can fight. He can skate. He does have a C-plus touch when it comes to scoring goals. Somebody will look at that as a benefit. That is yeah. a potential. Okay. Or somebody that has a slow team like L.A. might look at this as, like, look. He's no, chance. He's really no different than a Haglin. Mm-hmm. And it's we this is gonna get us faster,
0: so you take a shot on it you I, I, you, I you at, see you see something in his game that the devils obviously aren't that you can maybe tweak right. to get that potential out.
1: I look at Sieverson, you know, like if we're in the position that the Rangers were last year, which is at this point looking very likely, <clears throat> I look at anybody that is coming off of a contract, so like. Your Lovejoy, mm-hmm. your Green Boyle. Would you do? Would green? you do Green? Yes. Okay. Yes. For him, not for us. Oh, uh, like, like, like yeah. Let me send, give you a chance. Let yeah. me send you to
0: Columbus, or send Colorado you to to, right to Nashville right or whatever. Right. Let me
1: send you to Nashville. Well, Nashville doesn't need the D, but like somebody like Colorado, where all right, you we'll, have an, you have we'll a shot. Some, we'll take some overpaid, you know.
0: That comes off the books at the end of the year,
1: and we'll take like a set, a third round pick for. But we would that's me being hopeful. It's probably more like a fifth round or fourth round pick. But there, there's positives and negatives to these trades. You know, like the positives, and to think about our own team, <clears throat> it creates new chemistry. You look at when the Devils got Neil Broughton right? Okay, ninety five. They traded Neil Broughton for Corey Miller. Corey Millen, okay? Now, at this time, Neil Broughton was, he was on the 1980 Olympic team. He was towards the end of his career. He'd kind of worn out his welcome. You know, he wasn't getting first-line minutes in, in Minnesota anymore because Mike Madano was Mike fucking Madano. comes to the Devils in 95, and instantly he had chemistry with Richey and McLean, and he is a huge reason we get over that hump against the Penguins in ninety five. Um, maybe currently that's what the Penguins are gonna get with Tanner Pearson. Maybe Tanner Pearson and Sydney
0: click enough to you click in a
1: way where holy shit, who saw that coming? Nobody. Like nobody saw you know, Neil Broughton being that guy for us. And then there's a negative side to it. <clears throat> Back in two thousand one, two? Three, the Islanders were on fire this is when they had like Michael Pekka and I don't know if Yashin was he might have this might have been one of his good years but they had great chemistry Wade Dubelitz was in goal and, and shit like they went and traded a shitload to get Ryan Smith from the Oilers and I said it to my buddy Brad I said that's gonna fuck up their team because you're bringing in a huge personality into a team that's very tight and has a lot of chemistry, and he's going to fuck that all up. And that's exactly what happened. I think they got swept in the first round or something. You know, it, it it's a wake-up call. The trade was a wake-up call for the Penguins, trading Hagelin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You- you even came, um, what's his name Rutherford even came out and said, well, "I had to do something, something to shake yeah, up this and team." And they keep
1: making trades, and they keep signing players to wake this team up. If I'm Mike, Mike Sullivan, right? That's the coach. Yes. He's he's got to be him and Hines have got to be looking at their watches, going, I "Wonder if I could make the 10-12 the <laughs> back to you know my home city." I don't know. I think Hines is from Michigan or something it's it's i i think
0: I, for us specifically right if we're in a position that the rangers were where you're 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 looking at the playoffs you're not there yet but you're looking at it you have a damn good chance to make it i kind of split it in half and i go can i get rid of a lar- uh, um a, a positive cog right a spoke in the wheel to get back now and future so that we don't take a dip
1: next year i would do that all right how here's here's the the money question what is the spread in points that you have to be to make that decision to make that decision are you two to five points out of a playoff spot are you hanging on to that guy if you're more than five or are you saying fuck it let's Please. Yeah,
0: I, it have to it would have to be in that five game to ten point range. If if you are closer to that one point spot, you're like, okay, I gotta I gotta bite the bullet and I gotta go. I'm gonna I have to go all in on this. Maybe I can make a trade of a lesser guy for a little bit more depth. You know, at a little uptick in a position. Right. What you, Lou you, used to always do. You get rid of a Coleman to get like a a, a Coleman plus,
1: just just a little bit more. You Get rid to, of Brian Boyle to get Eric Fairer. <laughs>
0: But if you're if you're in that latter five to ten point range I'm cleaning house and it depends on how <coughs> how your games are. If you're close, you're scrappy, you're losing by a goal or two, fine. But if your losses are like
1: losses are losses though. You're, you're at the end of the
0: day. but if you're winning games like five nothing, but then you're losing it like eight to three, yeah, i i tend to wanna to trade.
1: Yep, I'm cleaning house.
0: A good discussion piece. I like
1: that. It is. Trades are, trades are fun. I get very bored. Like, I haven't bought the new NHL that's on my Santa list. Um, I get very bored playing in those games because then I just start trading people. I try to trade I, everybody that I don't really like. Like, Ben Lovejoy, I trade. When I start a new season, I trade. Seventh rounder. I, I get whatever I can get for him. And then I trade pretty much. Anybody that's on the third and fourth line,
0: somebody took Zajac.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> For what? <laughs> that contract itself. Oof. I try to trade everybody on that third and fourth line, and then I bring up all the the rookie players because, like, it's a fucking video game. You're gonna play with your two your two best lines anyway.
0: I so. do this. I do the same thing with the baseball teams. Like, I'm I'm always I'm a Mets fan, obviously. I take the Mets and I look okay. I'm just gonna. I get rid of the riffraff or all the crap and see what I can get back, and and rebuild my team. In, That's in, one in, of in, the
1: names in, for Seattle, by the way. What the Mets?
0: No, the Metro, the
1: Metropolitans.
0: Mm, no, we we can't have one on each coast in two different leagues. Quarter pounder season awards. Why there's Giants on both West Coast and East Coast. Be different. <laughs> it's 2018, 2019. By that time, 2020.
1: So it's the Seattle uh, Me Too movements.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On to the next topic. (laughs) Quarter Pounder Season Awards. 25 games into the season our obviously picks for MVPs and goalies and defense and rookies and teams have all been blown to shit. Yeah. Out of a fucking cannon, blown to shit. Yeah. Who knew?
1: And I wrote this three weeks ago, and this is almost out of fucking data.
0: Who knew Buffalo. Who knew Buffalo? Nope. Who knew that Arizona and freaking, War- and Grabner would have a freaking.
1: How'd uh, you see his a- face? Jesus. Oh, my God. He caught a stick. It looked like a movie a set.
0: Butt end of a stick in his eye, and it was like his eyes hanging out, and, and eyelids bus What? At least
1: I- the stash is still intact. <laughs> he had a killer like. Yeah, lady. he did. My name is Inigo Montoyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I could. I didn't know what to look at more—to be skeeved out by his eye yeah. or that kick-ass mustache. That kick-ass porn
1: stash.
0: Uh, all right, so we'll start from the bottom. The rocket Richard, which is the word for goals. I would, you know, you can still keep that as long as he keeps up his thing. Yeah, David hard. Pasternak will, will be your, because it's not going to be Ovechkin.
1: Well, he's up there too. He's got almost twenty goals. Uh, line has got
0: line. Ly- yeah, maybe Linea. Okay. Ovi? I don't know. I, I, I honestly think by the end of the season, Ovechkin's going to be like, ah, fuck it. I won, I won cup last year. I'm good.
1: No. I don't see that in him. No? I see him as, Sid has three cups. I want four cups. And not porn star cups. Yeah. Or okay. the ice cream place. Dippin' Dots. Cups. <clears throat> Coach of the Year. Barry Trotz? Really? Yeah. Everybody thought that Islander team was going to be a bag of shit. Who's the bag of shit now? Oh, the oh, <laughs> Devils.
0: Coach of the year? No, you don't think the guy in Buffalo is going to get it? If the if Phil they Housley, no. if they if they get,
1: here's the reason why Phil Hasley's had two years to put his system in, and now it's clicking. Trotz is two months has had two months to put his <laughs> shit in place. The only other one I could think of. Might be if somebody like Detroit gets in the playoffs. So almost
0: like how, what's his name from Vegas went it last year? Golan. Yeah. That kind of,
1: all right, all right, I can see that. Your rookie of the year for the Calder? Oh, uh, Elias Patterson. Patterson. That's if he doesn't get hurt. Uh, Norris. Brady, Brady Kachuk would be a good pick in there, too. Of the Kachuk
0: clan now in the yeah. NHL? Uh, Norris, for best defenseman, goes to Morgan Riley, you said? he,
1: Yeah, just because he's getting all of those video game points. <laughs> I make a pass to Connor, I mean, uh, to Matthews or Tavares or those guys up yeah. there, and I get the assist video game points. Like, for some he reason... Was. Every time I play NHL, Andy Green wins the fucking... Adam Larson used to win it whenever I'd play the video game because it would be, i win the face-off back, Uh D-to-D, up to the wing, comes down, either shoots rebound or shoots scores. Hey, look at that. Adam Larson's got 95 assists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's almost like me in NHL 18. I had 100 goals and like 10 assists. (laughs) And I still didn't win shit.
1: The only thing I don't like about the Be the Pro is in the be the pro like you literally have to sit out like you have to sit out shifts like i'm si- what am i gonna sit on the bench and watch the play go by yes you can fast forward it but why am i sitting out
0: <laughs> you, you want to be the taylor hall 60 minute guy don't you <laughs> no i just want to like,
1: play why am i sitting out like why am i sitting here <laughs> you, I, I, I'm, you... I bought the game to play i didn't buy the game to sit on the bench you're being a professional david that's fine find a way to where i don't have to sit there and hit circle to fast forward through it find a way
0: to like where it's put the animation in where the coach you see the coach's head duck in you want to go in (laughs) yes
1: you just see a hand on your shoulder yeah tap
0: go (laughs) that'd be a little creepy though because then you know some kind of glitch is going to happen in the game where it's going to (laughs) be it's going to look like he's
1: jerking you off (laughs)
0: <laughs> what was next That's <laughs> That's <enough. not
1: laughs> I think it's going to be Pecorine just, again just because he's on the best team he's got the best defense in front of him so he's going to have the lowest goals against he's probably going to have him or Frederick Anderson are going to have the most wins mm-hmm. as okay. long as they don't get hurt Hart Trophy goes to Nate McKinnon him or Patrick Laine no no the Miko Ratton and his line mate. One of those two are going to get it. Okay. No, and no. I think it's going to be Nathan McKinnon because people are going to look at last year and say he was the runner up. Maybe he should have won. Look at Taylor Hall now. Like, that's what the the press will say. I got you. Yeah. Fake news. The- <clears throat> <clears throat> Make the stock go down. <clears throat> what? You have stock? Not us. <laughs> <The man> has- <laughs> What, do you have chicken stock in the fucking refrigerator? We're going to make soup? <laughs> it's cold outside.
0: All right. Enough of this hockey crap. Let's get on to wrestling. Uh, start the clock. Yeah, like fucking...
1: Twice. The clock didn't even make it 24 hours. God damn.
0: It was always a joke in a popular uh, talk, in, talk radio show that Dave and I listened to where a bit was you're resetting the wrestler death clock because essentially a wrestler from the 70s or earlier or 80s or 90s or or (laughs) died once a week perhaps twice a week every other day
1: and that's this week
0: we yeah but we made it months
1: i barely remember the dynamite kid Um, i always got the dynamite kid and the one two three kid mixed up
0: no i i barely remember dynamite kid when I look at his picture with him him in British bulldog and then I look at the picture now, well, I'm like, no, 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 I like in the ground. No sir. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. There was a picture where he like Davey Boy Smith's kid was like like sitting next to him or whatever, and I'm looking at it and I go, it looks nothing like him. Like usually you can look at a face and go, okay, you know, that
1: looks like the guy. It looks nothing like him. You remember him. when Davy Boy Smith came back right before he died? He was purple. I remember being where, he, where he wrestled in, like, fucking super skin-tight oh, wow. jeans. Wow. He was enormous. I think he had cornrows and shit. Right. And he was purple right before he died. Like, you're like, that guy's got some circulation problems or a bad fucking tanner. But he was <laughs> purple. He looked like, <laughs> like Barney. Purple. Wow. you got to look this up right now. Uh,
0: yeah, I am, because I just...
1: I know, like, when I talk to people who were way more were more way more into wrestling in the 80s and 90s than I was. The Dynamite Kid is always brought up as one of like the top 5 wrestlers of all time. Yeah, but
0: okay, I, I honestly don't remember because
1: yeah, I, it's I, not. And then uh Larry the Axe Henning passed away. That's uh Kurt Hennings' father. father and Curtis Axel's Curtis grandpa. Axel's grandfather, yeah. Kurt Henning died, what, like 10 years ago? Yeah. Right? He died like a long-ass time ago. He died right after WCW died. He couldn't take it anymore. It wasn't perfect anymore. Well, you know, he was doing that fucking country gimmick. (laughs) How do you go from one of the best gimmicks ever, ever, Mr. Perfect, throwing the towel in the guy's face, to this day, when I chew gum, you try to do the smack. When I'm done, I spit it out and <laughs> hit it in the air, and then I throw my arms up.
0: To going to a knockoff of a Jeff Jarrett country gimmick. Oh, it's.
1: What do you even remember the name of that group? No, I just remember that there was like a group of I don't want to say like black wrestlers, but there was a group of like rappers. Yeah, that's when what's his name was always there uh Master P and his fucking
0: Oh yeah, oh during that time? Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then they had like his group of guys and these country guys with fucking Mr. Perfect. But I don't know anything about Larry Henning other than he was Mr. Perfect's dad. Neither do I, but
0: apparently when you have if you're in wrestling and you have the the name of the Axe as in Larry the Axe Henning, I would assume that you you did something with your career. Axe and Smash? No. No, that's the Repo Man fat guy. See, Larry the Axe Henning passing away, or Dynamite Kid passing away.
1: Do they do something on Raw?
0: No. Like, who was the last guy that died? (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's that's how long it's been, and you totally forget about it. It was a big name, too. It was a big name. And you know what the WWE did? It was somebody
1: very big. Yeah. Why the fuck are we going blank here? Because, like, really? Nothing? Like, they yeah, no. They, we tweeted. Like it,
0: it, like, it flashed right before going to a commercial, and, like, that was it.
1: Oh, uh, Brian Lawler. No. Yeah, Grandmaster Sex He was, I think he was the last one.
0: Yeah, but no, I found the guy before that.
1: Didn't they both die, like, in a week?
0: Or the same day or some shit, Whatever. He was a big superstar. I totally forget. It. Don't tweet us. We don't care. <laughs> but it was one of those. You, your expectation was, at the beginning of Raw, 10-bell salute.
1: Yeah. Was- Come to find out it they're going to was- a commercial. It
0: was a quick flick on the screen, and that was it. It just... I don't... get it. But neither of these deaths, per se, move me. Because I, I didn't... I didn't care too much
1: for the British bulldog. Oh, Jim Nighthart. Thank you. Jim Nighthart. Yes. I just typed wrestlers who and died in 2018 <laughs> it comes up in Google right away. So they're either listening to us. Yes.
0: Or <laughs> everybody's doing the same thing.
1: Wrestlers Man. who All right. So let's let's go with wrestlers who have died this year. And, and here we go. I will tell you I don't know many of them.
0: Of course, cuz probably they were all on like what the Big s- Bully
1: Bush Busick, sick Busick. Busick? Yep, never, don't remember him. Brian Christopher. Yes. Brick House Brown. Uh, no. Bruno San Martino. Obviously. Jim the
0: Anvil-Nightheart. Yeah. Johnny Vallon. Uh, From the Valent brothers, I
1: remember the name. I don't remember him wrestling. Maso Salato. Sato. He was 76. He was a gold man, according to these things. Mm. Matt Capueto. He was one of the tough enough guys. Oh, okay, Nikolai Volkov. They, they, they didn't even do anything for him when he uh, died. Well, the one that you're going to get pissed off about, Paul Jones. I don't know who that is. He looks like El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> Rockin' Rebel. No, and
0: Vader. Yeah, Vader's the. That was hard because you know what I followed. I follow his account on Twitter, and his kid picked it up. it just seeing, like, obviously,
1: you know, you mean from Boy Meets World. Remember when he yes. was on it and they yes. had, uh, what the hell, Willem from Mallrats. Yes. And Mr. Feeney. And Topanga. Topanga. Um, Topanga was so hot. Put that down on What the Fuck, Dave. Like, <laughs> Topanga was so hot.
0: Okay, next show. Because it's Christmas and all. <laughs>
1: yeah. The What the Fuck Would Dave Want for Christmas. <laughs> So, Paige has a movie coming out. Not that yeah. anyone gives two fucking... No,
0: I know' I know. Is this one of those, like, Ted DiBiase's kid is starring in a no, movie? No, it's,
1: like about Paige. Why? Her thing. I have no why? idea. Is because... I she would was... rather watch that piece of shit movie that Shawn Michaels did about some movie star who fucking had to go back to his hometown and... I'd
0: rather watch... Found Jesus. I'd rather watch Paige's porn.
1: Yeah, i done that, too.
0: But, like...
1: There's <laughs> a plug. Pornhub. There you
0: go. But I don't understand. Why? Is it, is is it one of those things as to where the WWE feels so bad because everybody gets like sten- spinal stenosis because they wrestled for them that they have to give them something special?
1: I don't know. Like
0: I, Ed, like Edge became a phenomenon because he broke his neck. Daniel Bryan did the same thing. Paige did the same thing.
1: Of all the female wrestlers, she deserves nothing. No. She didn't do
0: anything. Listen, Trish, l- yes,
1: yeah, Lita, yes, yeah.
0: Sable, yeah, because Sable, she, yeah. she she did... Uh, Sunny, yeah. Well,
1: Sunny makes her own movies. Go back and see it Apparently movies. she's retiring. Anyway. <clears throat> but it got me thinking about what other wrestlers would you like to see them make? Now, when I say make a movie, it could be like a biographical pick. Mm-hmm. Like I just saw the Bohemian Rhapsody movie a couple of weeks ago. I'm a huge Queen fan. Love Queen. I've read their biography Seven summers ago, I read a couple of other books about Freddie Mercury and stuff. My problem with the movie, and I think I said this at the end of a podcast, my problem with the movie was they watered down his flamboyancy, aka him being gay. They watered down, they totally fucked with the timelines of things. Really? Spoiler alert. They, he dies, no, but spoiler alert, he, they make it seem like he told the band that he had AIDS before the big Live Aid concert in 1985, when in reality, he didn't tell them till much later. I mean, he died in 1991 and he told them right before the show must go on album came, but they make it. So it got me thinking, like you—if you were going to make a re- movie mm-hmm. about wrestlers, first of all, you have to be honest about it. Yeah, don't make it PG thirteen; make it an R movie. Um, but it could be a biographical pick where somebody is playing that wrestler. Mm, you know what? No, they're showing like a—you know—like stories of that person's life. That's the way I see it. Or is it a documentary like we watched with I, the Flair one?
0: I, I would rather have... like, All right, let's just put it this way. Dusty Rhodes. Do you want somebody in a fat suit, okay, mimicking all of Dusty Rhodes' thing with regards to, like, Cody and, and, and Goldust and all that kind of stuff, being, like, executive producers on it? Because you have to have, like you said, yeah. three, would you rather have a Dusty Rhodes movie like that or would you have rather have a dusty Rhodes documentary like they did a 30 for 30 on flair like did hbo did for andre the giant
1: i would rather them have a biographical pick because i think it would get more mainstream appeal if you can find an actor who can do the dusty Rhodes and talk like you know that and i'm i'm just throwing a fat guy out there like somebody like jack black or Sure. Yeah. John, uh, John Favreau mm-hmm. who directs movies but he's gotten a little huskier right now like somebody like that trying to play Dusty Rhodes I mean the guy who played Freddie Mercury should be up for the Academy Award like halfway through that movie you stop looking at him as oh that's the guy from Mr. Robot and you start he's going looking at, that's, that's Freddie Mercury, that's Freddie Mercury. Um, my what? idea would be a biographical pick where you have somebody play this guy rick flair just based on that documentary and the stories he was telling and he's still alive to kind of to help
0: it along to, to help the, uh, but
1: kind of like ray charles did with jamie Foxx to help that that movie was a good one right? that was a good movie you do the same thing with Ric flair. rick flair you have flair. somebody play a young fucking make john cena be rick flair he's got the the kind of wrestler build that flair had when he was younger he can act it's true
0: yeah um, I can see it, I can see it both ways. I, I maybe I want that quote unquote tear jerker of a 30, 30 for 30 or the, or the Andre the giant documentary kind of thing. But then I also want to see something where it's like dusty roads come to life with, like, like we said, with the assistance of a Cody and, and yeah, well, yeah they're obviously and,
1: gonna be, and Vince would have to be involved because if it's anything that. Yeah, related W-W, to yeah they're they're going to do. And
0: and I don't and I don't want it to be. You mentioned here at the notes, it, it, like for the next one, like like a fake story, like the wrestler was. Take the concept of what that the wrestler movie was.
1: And make that and put
0: Vince in it. Put all the Dusty Rose, all the kind of characters, all that kind of stuff, and then push it out there. But
1: I wouldn't want if you were gonna do a Ric Flair or like a Scott Hall one. Mm-hmm. Or that, that, a that's Jake another... the Snake one, you know. Yeah, like... those are
0: good. Yeah, the ones that have gone gone all the way to the bottom and come right back right. up.
1: If you're gonna do a biographical pick, I don't want any of the real wrestlers in it. Meaning like you, like, you don't
0: want Jake Snake in Jake the Snake's right, thing. You don't. Okay. I don't
1: want Vince McMahon playing or Shane McMahon playing Vince McMahon. I want find an actor who looks like Vince McMahon. I don't want. It to be like oh wow, look there's Vince right there like no I want it I want it to be
0: everybody is casted in a role and right. not, not plays himself playing yeah.
1: themselves I mean I think the, the the flare story for the 30 for 30 where he would walk on the plane and just have his robe on and whip his dick like that's I don't want to see his the actor's dick but I'm just saying I want to see those kind of gritty stories I want to see him You know, in a hotel bar in fucking Kansas City, picking up chicks and bringing them back. Even if you're showing it in like quick little, you know, not flair, but like quick little side shots.
0: It brings the Ric Flair story to life.
1: And in in the mainstream, because if you just did it as a 30 for 30, there are people who aren't going to watch that. Like There That's are not going to be people who are... No, it's a I don't go on ESPN. I don't go to ESPN because they don't show hockey. I don't watch ESPN for anything. Uh, my my father-in-law was telling me the other day on ESPN2 they had college cornhole on. Cornhole, yeah, is a big thing now. Oh, it is. I love fucking playing cornhole. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, but I work my ass off to be able to be an athlete in college, and these motherfuckers are playing a game where they just toss a beanbag bean around. In a hole, yeah. It's almost as bad as when I went to Boston for a vacation and we're walking through the, the park in the middle of Boston and Boston College was playing Harvard in Quidditch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what Quidditch is, it's a Harry Potter game
1: where they're flying on brooms. But seeing how as smart as those Harvard kids are and
0: you just ask
1: them, they'll tell you um, they can't fly. So they have to run around with a broom. With a broom between their legs. legs. <laughs> if there was a documentary like a thirty for thirty that you were making, I'd want to see one on. Uh, I think the Undertaker would be a great one because he has really kept his personal life. Oh my God! Yeah, locked up and personal. Like other than yeah, he got a divorce. Okay, how do we know he got a divorce? Because, because he got tattoo a tattoo his neck. He's <laughs> gone. <laughs>
0: But that, that's how she got out like you saw like like a word sarah on his throat or whatever and you're like well, i'm gonna google this shit what does sarah mean on his throat Like so you could find anything yeah
1: and sting would be the same way like how he is so Between- religious yeah and he was wrestling in a time with people that were so i'm gonna use a fucking sat word here so hedonistic
0: where uh, how, like you you would have pulled your, you would have quit because like this is so anti what i'm
1: and for. he talks about that in the flare documentary <clears throat> he's like rick would come out of the bathroom and just his robe on the plane and walk by me and having a drink tray and his dick would be hanging out like think about a religious guy like <laughs> that having to deal same thing with like sean michaels now sean michaels in the past oh oh sean michaels yeah. was like every other guy but would you want something like that for hulk hogan I could see that being in the works.
0: What about Ultimate Warrior? What about Randy Savage? No. No for
1: Savage? No. I think the Savage would be a very, and it probably already exists, would be a very good WWE DVD. Straight to DVD kind of thing, yeah. Where they show his greatest matches and they talk about... I wouldn't say the downfall of him because he didn't really have a downfall until after WCW. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was the, the, the
0: only. The, the only beef, I guess, was with Hogan. Like there was a real legitimate beef. I don't know what it was. Really over. And apparently, Andre the Giant. <clears throat> but um, yeah. Hogan maybe just because you know it'll it'll make money, but I mean the the end. It's w- got to
1: be after he dies.
0: I mean, the recent, let's just say the last 10 years of everything that Hogan went through with, with, the, with the sex tape stuff, with the, with, the, with the racism and all that stuff, it's watered him down so much that you saw so much of him in the public eye and the Hogan Knows Best uh, TV stuff. He but went reality. That's the
1: stuff that you could put in there where if you're going to do a documentary, you, you have him sit, and I'm sure his wife would fucking throw it. You know, there is so much that happened in that between his, his wife getting a divorce, divorcing him his son killing somebody in a driving car, a la Danny Heatley, his daughter becoming a pop star sort of. Yeah. Okay. And then his sex tape and his, you know, racist things. And you end that documentary with him coming back. And him not being a wrestler, but him giving back to the WWE I can, I can imma- experience.
0: I can imagine that ending of a of a whatever it would be biopic, straight to D V D thing of so a camera following him up until he walks out on that stage. His music hits, and you can just see him walking out from behind the curtain, and that movie stops. Because and and you
1: hear, dun, 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 and you hear the crowd, and you see him open the thing, right? And that's where the movie.
0: And then uh, simply, you just see like the wording on the screen saying, you know, Hulk Hogan came back, and blah blah blah. You know, a quick little thing, and then that was it. I can see him. We're
1: available, the Vince. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're waiting for. We're twenty episodes deep, and we've given you. It Gold. 20 years worth of dynamite shit. Dynamite Kid. See, there you go. There's your tie-in. Now, if you did a fake wrestling story, like The Wrestler.
0: Like The Wrestler. I Honestly, if you asked me this before The Wrestler came out, I probably would have had good ideas. I've seen The Wrestler. It's awesome. It's, I, I don't want another movie like that. It's, Be- because it's the it's best wrestling. Best it's, wrestling re- fake wrestling. Fake slash real.
1: Wrestling movie. Wrestling movie. It another another one who would be a good documentary. No. 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 Would be Angle. You know why? Because you have to look at Angle A. Oh, he's Olympic champion. So there you go. He's Olympic champion is a good one, but he also was trained by John Dupont. Which is who? I don't know. John, did you ever? There was a movie. uh, Fox. Fox Hound. I'll look it up. But Steve Carell played John DuPont. Now, you know, DuPont chemicals. Sure. Okay. John DuPont wanted to be a Greco-Roman or Olympic wrestler so bad. Mm -hmm. He he blew money left and right. His huge giant house and everything. He couldn't do it. He, He sucked. He wasn't any good. So what did he do? He brought in the best wrestlers and trained them, paid for them to live there, paid for them to, to do it. And Kurt Angle was one of those guys. <clears throat> he brought in two brothers, Dan and something... I forget the other one, but what's-his-name was in the movie. The fucking Magic Mike kid. Uh, Channing Tatum was in the movie. Um, he brought these two brothers. Channing Tatum was one of them and the guy who plays the Hulk. Okay. And... They were training and training, and then they decided to go, like, different paths, and John DuPont didn't want the older brother, played by the Hulk guy, to leave. Sure. So he walked over to him and just fucking shot him and killed him. (laughs) Wow. And Angle was there, and that was before the Olympics, before 96. Wow. Wow. So, like, that story would be an awesome kind oh my of... I got on, on a big screen like that? Or no, yeah. just on a documentary on, like, a 30 for 30 kind of thing where Okay. you're sitting there going, holy shit, he went through this, and then he went to the Olympics. And at the Olympics he was at, there was a fucking terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And then add on top of that, he wrestled with a broken fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then went on to become one of the best wrestlers in the modern Attitude age? post-attitude era yeah no i I would say that See, he, he was built never up. put never had when he was in his prime am i talking about now never had a bad match ever
0: no i can't i mean I, I didn't like him as a wrestler but i can respect the work he did and that's that probably speaks more volumes than anything else you look at anybody that's out there now do you respect their work very few you know that, that can take it as seriously as he did. I mean, look at, look at what Kurt Angle did. He was with WWE, right? Then he had a, and made his money. Oh, or let's go even back even further. He was, a, he was an Olympic wrestler. He won his medal. He went to the WWE. He made himself a name. He went to TNA. He had a good fucking run. He carried that. He
1: he, he carried that company. Yeah. For, for the time he was there. He destroyed a lot of that company. Huh. Then sure Him he, and Jared. Yeah. Like, wasn't, Angle banging Jarrett's wife, or the vice versa, something like that.
0: Yeah, the
1: one who really put the fucking nail in the coffin of TNA was Dixie was, Carter. And when Hogan came in, and yeah, they really did. Dragged the me. WCW, I have creative control. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that, that was a.
0: But they're rebuilding themselves, so that's a good thing. So there you go. There's your TNA reference. <laughs> um, should, Would you want a movie about Vince McMahon? Vincent Kennedy. Vince Kennedy
1: McMahon. As long a movie movie or a documentary? Either or. A movie movie, yes, as long as he has no say in it.
0: Ooh. Well, yeah, because you know it, because he's going to put such a spin on it to he's make gonna, himself look he, so right. much more better. He's not going
1: to talk about how he cheated on fucking Linda all the time, banging all these wrestlers. He's not going to talk about the steroids that he, Hogan, and everybody else took. He's not going to talk about his. He it's gonna he's gonna justify his temper.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be so watered. He's gonna be so watered down. Yeah.
1: <coughs> but it'll never happen because they'll never allow it.
0: After he dies, I can see a thirty for thirty like Andre the Giant. You yeah. don't think Vin, you don't think Shane and, and and Stephanie
1: Would you would you
0: do Oh to let discredit discredit what your father right? built? <clears throat> no, it's true. It, everything has to be kind of like a like in memory of kind of movie where it's like we, we've, we've done all this research from third party people. We've got all these stories from anonymous sources. Here's your
1: movie. And it it would never happen just because you'd never, they would never agree to the licensing. Probably either. Okay. And they
0: probably, and they, and, and, and Shane and Stephanie and, and Triple H would probably sue for, well, he looks like Vince. Liable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and all and, and all that stuff. You're
1: not working here anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so we've had three deaths. So we've had President Bush. Yes. The Dynamite Kid.
0: Yes. We, we've we've had yeah. They come in threes, right? Bush, a dynamite. How was Jimmy Carter still alive? Peanuts, man. It's all Habit- about the peanuts.
1: Habitat, <laughs>
0: the Habitat for Humanity guy is going to outlive us all. All. You're, you're all dismissed.
1: Dismissed.
0: <laughs> you probably couldn't even get get the The voice has to change. She was like,
1: you're, you're, dismissed. <laughs> you're all dismissed. It's Irish, Vincent. You're You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> what the brogue? What?
0: <laughs> brogue Kennedy. <laughs> we could get Mr. Kennedy to do something.
1: Yeah, he could be Ric Flair. Kennedy. Or you make uh, Dolph Ziggler Flair.
0: Kennedy. <laughs> I love this gimmick, man. Him and his chewing gum, like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, apparently, he was a big fucking drug addict. He's, He's, a he got du- a He's a He's a douchebag too, from what I understand. Hi, Sticks and Super Kicks podcast folks. Your home for the best blend of hockey and professional wrestling. From your pals, David, he sits over there on the couch. Rob, he sits here at the little little bar here with a Christmas tree on it cuz it's Christmas. It's the of Everyone's course, offended. little 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 foreshadowing if you're listening to the end of this podcast, Tracy. <laughs> Next week is is a is, a Christmas, is our Christmas show. We're going to have Santa here, we're going to have elves here. Of Chris- really Clark? Woo! Really Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Episode twenty one, folks, before we end the year, we'll put a good Christmas show out there. We'll Have give everyone We'll give ourselves a little a little Christmas break. Yeah. New Year little thing. We'll come back after the new year. Ah, hard and strong. Hey David. You got anything for the folks out there?
1: Toodles.